fear not, chuckleheads. Together we're going to face the future, the light that is our destiny. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the awakening. Welcome back to episode 91 of the RundaGold.com podcast. Often we get the assertion that uh, liberty works, but we don't know why. Perhaps we know how, but we don't know why. The reason liberty leads to more desirable outcomes like wealth, equality, peace, it's because of this ability to price. And the reason that socialism and its derivative forms of tyranny lead to poverty, destruction, and death is because of their lack of ability to price. It's this difference that can be distilled into the non-aggression axiom, which is to not use violence or intimidation against innocent people or their legitimately acquired property. If A has a tie and B desires a tie then there are only two ways that B can get A's tie, consensually or through theft. A can consent to ownership and possession of the tie by B through gift, trade, or sale. B can acquire the tie through theft by stealing or fraud. We will accept as a given that man acts with purpose to achieve some ends they deem desirable. Now, that's an important premise that we're basing this philosophical or deductive reasoning on. History has shown that most humans desire wealth, equality, and peace. When property is obtained consensually through a trade or sale, then both parties value what they receive more than what they give, or otherwise they would not have made the exchange in the first place. And it is in this mental calculation of values that the ability to price appears. When violence or coercion is used, then one party is worse off from the transaction and they have no ability to engage in it. For example, if the thief says your money or your life and you give the thief your money, then you are better off than if your life were taken, but still worse off from the encounter with the thief. Fear can be a motivator for human action, but it is not nearly as accurate as a purely consensual environment. For example, when was the Soviet Union the most productive economically? The 1930s. Why? Well, because 10 to 12,000 people were being killed every day by the government, and that morbid dread sufficiently motivated the remaining to produce or die. But the misallocation of capital because of the hampered pricing mechanism still resulted in tremendous wealth destruction or lack of generation for the vast amount of society, although it did enrich the political elite. All uses of violence or coercion against innocent people or their legitimately acquired property act as price controls. Price controls lead to shortages and, in more extreme cases, poverty, destruction, and death. Government the great oppressor of mankind, is so because of its interference with the pricing mechanism that results in poverty, destruction, starvation, and death. So next time someone asks why is liberty more efficient at bringing about prosperity and peace than other forms of government, you can respond, it's because of the ability to price and the accuracy in the pricing mechanism that comes from an environment where people have untrammeled freedom to exercise their own will in their deliberate and intentional human action. This has been the 91st episode of the RundaGold.com podcast. Thanks for listening. This is John Rubino from DollarClass.com, and you're listening to Run to Gold.